here and we're whacking off. <laughs> <laughs> no. This episode is brought to you by Sip Relaxed. I did leave the house today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Pants Rant 2019. We're counting down the best Pants Rants of 2019. <laughs> all Pants Rants have been by me so far. All Pants, all Rants, all the time. We're on the ground with Melissa. Melissa, how are you feeling about Pants today? I just think they could do a lot better. And I feel like maybe I should just start buying a size up because every time I buy my size, it seems like they've gone down a size. I'm having a similar struggle. It's just yeah. like they never fit right. Yeah. And it's like I have the same size pant from the same brand from like a year ago that fit me perfectly. And then this pair of pants I got the other day that I was like, oh, these are fine and they're really stretchy. So they'll stretch out way too tight. Maybe you just need to break them in. I, that's what I was hoping to begin with, and I'm going to try that again, but it's also like, bah. So anyway. Bullshit. It's bullshit. I wish, like, I could just get a bunch of tailored jeans, but first of all, my thighs are too big for that. They mm, yeah. run through them too fast. And second of all, I don't know who would make tailored jeans. <laughs> that like Also, like, the lap of luxury. Yeah. Just like, yes, I can afford 500, well, probably even more than that dollars for someone to make me these jeans so they fit just right i take all my jeggings to the tailor <laughs> yeah like i wish yeah. i wish that was something i could do and also i wish that was something that never existed <laughs> yeah we yeah when we're rich we're gonna take all our pants to the tailor and they're all gonna be made out of whatever the hell car hearts are made out of <laughs> so they can't rip in the oh. size <laughs> they're gonna be made out of burlap yeah i've been up since 540. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was it was a good time to wake up. You're a morning person now. It's uh ridiculous. <laughs> it's weird. As long as I've known you, you've been like morning people are freaks. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I got up at 540, no big deal. <laughs> I can't do that for some reason when I have to go to work. Mm. Uh then I'm always like, why don't I sleep in until like 630 when I have to leave here at seven? <laughs> We're just going to do a quick thank to all our supporters. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've thanked Wes before, but thank you again, Wes. Yes. And we have a big thank you to Chloe, who's been very supportive, always like retweeting our stuff. Yeah, super nice. Thank you, Chloe. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Paul, even though I made fun of you in the last episode. <laughs> which you might cut out. Hopefully, you don't <laughs> you hear it when you were fixing it for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. Paul's often offering to help edit and fix stuff and i'm always like no yeah <laughs> very very forcefully we don't want your help Paul. yeah no i don't ever say that it's just barbara it's just me i like to be in control of everything yeah i also like that but when i'm not in control of everything i sort of forget things happen yeah <laughs> and i'm like oh i'll just show up and then i remember to write facts today but i could have forgotten very easily <laughs> And then I just make them up because yeah. I'm, I'm really good just off the top of my head. Making We're so good at improv now. Yeah. We're going to start an improv troupe. Well, gonna, let's not go that far. No, we're going to have little scenes. We're going to set up in the park and people will shout out jobs and locations. <laughs> and we'll be like, oh, I'm underwater. <laughs> I am an underwater accountant. <laughs> um, they're going to sh shout out. Improv troupe 
in a park, and then we're just gonna have to. And then we'll again. be like, "Oh, I'm underwater." Yeah. <laughs> we'll just get stuck in a loop, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm in an improv group, and I'm in a park. Uh, any suggestions for it? <laughs> it's really fun. Look for us. Uh, it'll probably be a park along Commercial Drive. Yeah. And it'll be really good, and we'll probably be wearing a lot of glitter. So if you see us, say hey. Mm-hmm. Do we? Have, oh, thanks also to Kathleen because I think she's been listening to these. Oh yeah. yeah, and also to your friend in the UK. Yeah, Natalie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really exciting uh, when we looked at our like demographics or whatever, and like someone had listened to us in the UK. Yeah, and someone's listened to us in France. I don't know if that was Natalie or not, but I choose to believe it was a separate person. Okay, good. <laughs> it's Italian day on Commercial Drive today. Yeah, it looks kind of nice, but also I walked through it when there wasn't a huge crowd, so I'm I avoid it. For this exact reason. Yeah. Big, big friggin' crowd. I feel like you came over last year, too, on Italian Day, and I was like, we have to walk this way. And I took you down, like, Woodland or something instead of commercial. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just, like, a wall of people. I'm sure it's very fun. It's just I don't... It From the... When, like, you approach it, when you're walking up commercial, it's like, that looks like a white pride parade. Goodbye. Yeah. Just to defend them, it looks like everyone's just there to have fun and be inclusive, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of white people, but also a lot of dogs. I saw so many good ones on my way here. Describe. Um, I saw a little beagle, mm. and I saw this little you know snowy from Tintin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or for our French listeners, Tintin. <laughs> it looks like it. Was so cute. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you the other day. I saw a baby Boston Terrier and a baby French Bulldog. You can't tell, but I made a surprised face. Yeah. Uh, I believe French bulldog in uh, French is uh, le grenouille. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, I don't know what French bulldog is in France. Okay. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I was oh, like, I'm pretty sure that's frog, what you said. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was okay. Because they look like a little frog. <laughs> yeah, I did see another dog. Oh, I saw a little wiener dog. Oh. Uh, wiener dogs are my favorite, so... Yeah, anyway, we should just go and check out some dogs. They also looked like there was good food, so no one's going to hear this until after it's passed, but hopefully, you know, if people went, they had fun. Yeah. Apparently lots of vegan options this year, so. Yeah, I saw a few different food trucks that were like, hey, we have vegetarian and vegan options, so. Good. Including that fried matzo ball place. Ooh. So, I guess fried diet? I don't know. Baked cheese? It's just a bunch of nutritional yeast whipped (laughs) into a. Paste. Fried cauliflower. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I would totally eat a fried cauliflower ball. Oh, yeah. That sounds so good. Although, you know what? Cauliflower wings and shit can go to hell. Like, let's stop yeah. with that. I think every every time we're like, hey, this is perfect. This is this is a new food. Everyone wants it. And then we go crazy. We go yeah, crazy You with took it. it too far. It's like we can have different kinds of foods we like. Mm-hmm. Cauliflower is good. I have nothing against cauliflower, but does it need to be everything? Yeah, and it's just, it's the wrong texture for wings. For some of the things that we've tried to make cauliflower into, it's not the right texture, and I'm not playing this game with everyone anymore. Let's stop. The emperor has no clothes. Cauliflower is good in salads with dip whipped into a paste, and if you trick yourself into thinking it's mashed potatoes. Why would anyone not eat mashed potatoes? Mashed potatoes are the best thing in the world. They are the best thing in the world. Especially garlic mashed potatoes. Oh, yes. You got a haircut? Yeah, it's very cute. It's good. It's sort of like an asymmetrical bob. 
growing up that undercut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when it was done, she's like, now you don't have one haircut on top of another haircut. <laughs> I was like, wow. Pretty so rude. rude. I'm not coming here again. <laughs> I don't know how much to tip for haircut Caesar. So I was just like, here's some money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Haircuts are expensive and my hair looks good and I'm happy with it. Mm. I also don't get haircuts very often. So I'm like, yeah, just spend the money when you go to get it. Yeah. Like you're in here like once every two years, like grow up. Yeah. But, uh, I think I gave uh, her like a $20 tip as well. So I spent about a hundred bucks nice. on a haircut. And then I got that, like the powder spray thing that I really like. So, mm. you know, it was an expensive day because then I went to the yarn store and I got <laughs> Two big things of yarn and a new thing of needles, so. But. Just getting it all done. Yeah, it was 10% off, you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we both got Strangerville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you haven't played Strangerville yet, though. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm it's very got, excited. Yeah, it's got a whole little storyline that you can go through. Oh, fun. Yeah. I like those sometimes. I'm play. I made a new character so I can in- incorporate it into the story. <laughs> I'm going to make my house full of Pauls get abducted by aliens. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to get the get to work one because ideologically I hate, I hate making my Sims work. <laughs> I just I'm, cheat to get them a bunch of money and then I make them fucking make crafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you just stay at home and write a book, you make so much more money. Sick. Than going to work, like <laughs> you make so much money just like because you can write a book or two a day. Oh, how do we yeah. get in on the scam in real life? I know, right? I think we have to write like romance novels or something. We should we should start writing ebooks. Yeah, romance novels and like how to and self help stuff. Ah uh, yes, yeah. let's do it. And so you were saying you wanted to talk about a movie. Yeah, I watched a movie. Would you mind if I explained it to you? No, I would love that. Just just so you know, my name is Melissa. Oh, nice to meet you. My name's Barbara. Oh, it's good. This is a very small room. <laughs> uh, so what are we doing? Uh, a podcast? Yeah. Do you what? know what it's called? Um, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. What did you forget this week, Barbara? I forgot Paper Moon. Yay! I like the name. Yeah. It sounds so good. It reminds me of Paper Stars, but I understand that the moon and a star are different. Oh, good. So we don't have to go over that. No, I'll skip. Okay. I can just yeah. skip that part of my notes then. Did you see the comic going around? Where the stars are talking to each other and one's like, oh, they're gazing at us again. And they're like, oh, I hate it. And they're like, gaze at this. And they turn around and they, yeah, <laughs> they moon. Ah. <laughs> That's cute. That's really cute. <laughs> and they have really round bums. <laughs> uh, yeah. Father's Day is coming up for us and we'll have just passed by the time you're listening to this. So we thought, I thought Paper Moon would be a good fit because I didn't want to watch Bad News Bears. Well, <laughs> that was the only other one. News Bears, so you really want to? No, I have already watched oh, okay. it. So Good. one of us gets to watch the movie one time, and then nobody is allowed to watch it ever again. Mm-hmm. That's the rule. Except I am going to watch Flashdance. Yeah, you should actually. You'd really like it. Yeah, this when we were I scrubbing mean, through the movie because he wanted me to see the Pussy Peekaboo strip. Yeah, dance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, what I, the hell are you talking I right, just so. motioned to Melissa and opened and closed two fingers and she understood <laughs> what I was saying. <laughs> the words made no sense, but the motion <laughs> did. Uh, yeah, all the dance scenes are so wonderful. Oh, the dance scenes are great. Yeah. Like, they're super cheesy, but they're well done. And also the cheesiness is great, too. 
Good. So. Yes, that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. There's, there are no dance scenes in this. There is a dancer. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. Do you know anything about this movie? Uh, well, I looked up some facts, but mm-hmm. uh, not really. I know basically nothing because none of these make sense to me. Okay. So. Perfect. Yeah, it's a movie about a guy who goes, he's a con artist. Oh, yeah. In the 30s. Oh, nice. So he goes to some funeral. It opens with him in this funeral. And a little girl is crying. And the friend of the woman who just died starts talking to him about how he knew her or whatever. And he's not really disclosing much. She starts telling him about this poor kid and how she's going to have to go back and live with her family in Missouri. Mm. And uh, he starts asking questions about it and then he abducts this child saying that he's going to take her back to her family um that's creepy yeah i do have a fact originally he was supposed to just steal a dune buggy that would have been a lot less hassle yeah and more profitable i think maybe not in the long term but immediately Mm -hmm. with some ingenuity he could have made it just as profitable as this child abduction that he's done yeah well i'm a little upset but you mentioned before off off mic that uh, you enjoyed this movie. So I have, you know, I have hopes for it turning around. Yeah, it is pretty fun. Um, I don't think we're not supposed to be mad that he's abducted this child so much as uh, judgmental about it. Mm-hmm. He, he's offered to take her back to her family. Um, but first he's going to go to the brother of the guy who killed her mom. Oh, drunk driving. Oh. Um, and extort $200 from him. And she can hear through the doorway. So when he comes out, like he takes her for breakfast or whatever, and she just starts yelling at him at the table. Like, you stole, you, you have $200 and that's mine. Give it to me. This is the kid? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this kid is so cute Aww. and she's so good. Aww. The whole movie, she's so good in this. Yeah. Uh, Tatum O'Neill, I think is her name. Or maybe that's the dad's name. How did I delete my notes again? <laughs> <laughs> so far, I think... There's only been one time where you didn't. God damn it. Well, while you're looking, why don't I tell you a fact quick? So in one of the flashbacks, when it's like, you know, you're meeting the eccentric landlord that ta- taught the the guy how to do his grifting, mm. um, you can actually see in two different uh, bars around when they're like in the bars, you can see photos of the landlord in the background. That's so weird. It's really weird. Do you, why do you think they did that? I think it's just because he's been around. Like, I think it was just supposed to be like, first of all, cinematically, it's like, remember, he taught him how to do this. And also be like, he's already lived this life. Like, mm. this guy's been around and now you're just reliving it for him. Weird. Yeah. Sort of like stuck in a grifting circle, like eating your own tail. A Groundhog Day grift kind of thing. Well, not the same... Reincarnation grift. Day. Um, <laughs> it's not exactly what I was going I? for. <laughs> no. No, just like, you know, it's a vicious cycle. Type yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Groundhog Day. <laughs> That's what Groundhog Day is about. Have you not seen it? No. Oh. Yeah, it's just about, it's kind of um, through the whole movie in the background, you can hear the low Cat Stevens cat in the cradle. And it's just about how he works too much, just like his dad, in the vicious cycle of that. Cats in the cradle and the silver moon. Yeah. Silver spoon. Silver spoon. 
little boy crying with a blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Something about a moon. <laughs> yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Those are the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and then there's a cow and there's a dog. Yeah. And when you're coming home, dad, I don't know when. Just like that. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I didn't notice the landlord in the background of anything, but that's it. Also, like it sets the stage nicely because it is in the 30s. Yeah. So, like, only ten people existed in each town, so it makes sense that there would be photos of someone you recognize in the back. Yeah. So yeah, he abducts his child, uh, makes two hundred bucks off her, and then she gets super mad at him in the diner. Can I just ask about how old is she? She you might have already mentioned, but I forgot. Uh, I think she's like. Seven or eight? Okay. She's quite young. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so she he takes her to the train station and um, sends a telegram or something to her family saying um, she's going to be getting on the train. She'll be there in like four days bringing love, affection, and $20 cash. $25 cash. And then he tells them how much like the ticket is or something. He's like, okay, $20 cash. <laughs> yeah. And then when she's yelling at him and in the diner, I feel like it's setting up that she's like the coolest kid on the fucking planet because she's making a huge scene and all the women in the diner are like turning to look like what the fuck is this guy doing yeah and then she she says like give me my twenty dollars and he's like i don't have it like i've already spent it on fixing my car and getting you home and she's like then get it (laughs) (laughs) good (laughs) okay yeah so she comes with him on a business call so his grift is that he goes to the homes of people who have recently died tells them that the recently deceased purchased a Bible um, that he is engraved with the name of a loved one mm. and asks, like, he put down a deposit, but it's still 20 bucks. Do you want it? Uh, I think he says, like, $12 or something. So he's swindling all these widows out of their money by saying your dead husband bought you a Bible. Uh, so she watches him do this once and then, I guess, gets in on the grift. So she's... There and also they go to the ho- the hotel after the first time she watches him swindle a widow and she's smoking. <laughs> she pulls out her little box of all her possessions and a cigarette and just starts smoking. And she smokes so much through the whole movie and it's so stressful. What is that normal for the thirty? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I know. Actually, no, that does make sense because I remember my grandpa telling me a story about him being very young and it was like, you know. 30s or early 40s or something and uh, all of his family was like they couldn't afford cigarettes anymore because they had no money and he had just collected all of the cigarette butts mm. in a container Gross. and so they all had cigarettes again oh, oh, he was like yeah 7 or 8 or maybe 10 yeah I mean I know someone from PEI who said she started smoking when she was like 9 and that like most people in her town did Ugh. That wasn't in the 30s. That was in, like, the 90s. But. Yeah. I mean, like, it happens or whatever, but I just hope... I just want to believe that children don't smoke. Yeah. So what happens next? Okay. So uh, I um, I can't really remember why she misses her train, but she misses her train. So he's going to drive her all the way back to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, she doesn't miss her train. She refuses to leave until he gives her $200. So they've got to make it back. So now she's helping him swindle people. Mm. So they go to the store. So he's being grifted now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so like the next time she watches him do his thing, she notices that they're, the guy that comes to the door is a sheriff. 
and he's getting skeptical. So she comes up and says, Daddy, like just pretends to be his kid or whatever, and then eventually says, the the Bible's $20, remember? It's the deluxe edition. Um, <laughs> I mean, bad for swindling widows, but also very funny. Yeah. Uh, also, like, this kid has a conscience. So, like, throughout the rest of the movie, you'll see that she'll only help him swindle people that look like they have money. Oh, good. So, like, someone came to the door with, like, seven kids, clearly very poor, and he's, like, doing his usual spiel. And she just grabs his arm and says, no, he already paid for this one, remember? He paid in full. Just give it to her. Oh, good. <laughs> so once she starts helping her, she starts helping him. Um, they decide that she needs to dress more like a little girl because she's in overalls or whatever. I don't know. Um, so they go to the store and she gets a little bow to put in her hair and then watches him grift the cashier, cashier by like complimenting her over and over again while she's trying to make change. And then she gives him the wrong change. They're driving to their next whatever, and there are these people on the side of the road, and she's like, why don't we stop and give them money? And he's like, no, we don't have any money. Or he's like, it's the 30s. Nobody has any money. So she quotes Franklin Roosevelt. She keeps calling him Frank. Mm-hmm. Also, like, every night she listens to him on the radio. Franklin she's obsessed Roosevelt? with Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, yeah. Frank says we have to take care of each other. And he's like, I don't give a shit what that guy says. <laughs> so, yeah, he, she's starting to piss him off because she only wants to grift people who have money to spend. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a forced uh, charity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're irritating each other. She um, goes into her box and, like, in the hotel one night she's like in her little box of stuff and oh i thought you meant she climbed into a box no <laughs> she's she's rooting through her box of like all everything she has left of her mom and stuff and she's looking at a picture um you realize that the hat she's wearing throughout the movie is her mom's Aww. um and then she covers herself in her mom's perfume and then the next shot she's in the car with him and he just keeps like looking over at her and then eventually opens the windshield on the car to get more air <laughs> oh i just want to just quickly interject with the fact um that chicken that they travel with all the time mm-hmm. is actually two chickens and they would just switch it out when like one got tired because they didn't want to oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. overexert yeah but it's kind of um, like a full house situation yeah okay. no, exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah is that i feel like full house it was because of the child labor laws is there uh, a similar one for chickens um i would imagine in the well, the 70s is when it's filmed, right? Yeah. I imagine no, but I think it was just like a really progressive. They were like, you know what? We need this chicken to be happy and healthy. Mm. Uh, it's got to look all bouncy. <laughs> um, so let's make sure there's two and we can just like swap them out because eventually chickens just go to sleep. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if they're mad, they flap around a lot. And they're like, we can't have that. <laughs> like if we just, it's way cheaper to just have two chickens. And when the one gets cranky, put the other one in. Yeah feed them like super fancy lettuces and such good fact yeah thank you (laughs) yeah so she is pissing him off with all her moralizing and her virtue signaling and so he eventually just starts yelling at her like well i have scruples too do you know what those are and she's like i don't know what scruples are but if you got them i bet they belong to somebody else (laughs) storms off (laughs) this child is just a very small adult yeah Shit is about to further hit the fan because they go to the fair and she's hanging out at the fair by herself. She gets her picture taken and on the moon, the paper moon. Um, but she's all by herself at this fair and eventually she finds him. He keeps going in and out of the sexy racist dance tent. 
There's some like performer in this tent, but the title is like Harem Slave or something. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So he keeps going in and out of there and eventually he comes out and he's picked up a woman, the star of this show. Mm. And she's going to start traveling with them, her and her enslaved 15 year old. What? She's enslaved a 15 year old. What? <laughs> her assistant is 15 years old, cannot get back to her parents' place, was promised she would be paid, but is barely ever paid. I don't care for it. There are a couple moments where I feel like you're they they start humanizing this dancer character. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a woman in the 30s, shit is hard for her, and then they immediately break it. I think that movie would have lost me if they'd made her into a likable character while she owns a fucking slave, but... Yeah. Yeah, they they immediately turn her back into, like, a fucking menace. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, just because we're still on the fair, they had, like, five more minutes of exposition, like, explaining little parts of the movie that didn't make sense, like, near the end, and they had to cut it out just so they could put in that face painting scene. Oh, how come? I think it was just they felt that visually it was more interesting, Mm. but I think there are a lot of critics who are like, you know, we could have actually done with that little bit. Just to tie it all together at the end. Yeah. I mean, you make choices. It's art. Yeah. Also, I feel like um, the face painting scene brings a level of emotion that was missing before. And I I feel like that kind of invites you to make your own narrative Mm -hmm. out of the loose ends. So I get it. I get why they did that. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they start traveling with them. Um, This fucking... Dancer lady has to pee all the time, but she keeps calling it wank. What wanky tanky? Okay, that's hilarious. And now I'm gonna do that. Yeah, because I also have to pee. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go take a wanky tanky. <laughs> Is that how she uses it? Yeah, she's, she's like it's wanky tanky time. But she keeps like referring to herself in the third person. She's like, this lady has to go wanky tanky all the time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotta go wank a big old tank. Yeah, gotta just wank off that tank. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they stop for to piss, and Addie starts, Addie's the kid, starts talking to Imogene, the 15-year-old, about her experience and learns what's happened to her. So they become friends. Yeah, this woman's insufferable. The guy that has abducted her is too horny to care about how annoying she is. So Addie, eventually, they go for a picnic, and then Addie refuses to get back in the car until he, he promises that she's leaving. But Imogene can stay. But Imogene, yeah. yeah. She's just, I'm not getting back in the car with Trixie there. And so he tries to reason with her and that doesn't work. So he goes back to the car and then Trixie comes up and she's like stumbling in her heels through the thing and like swearing. Because she just had a wanky tank, but like out in the mud. Yeah. Well, she did. She yelled from the car, like, hurry it up. I got to go wanky tank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, she comes up and tries to get her to sympathize like she tries to talk to her like a kid at first and that's Mm -hmm. not working so she tries to just level with her she's like listen i'm not going to be around for much longer um every time i I get with the guys i screw it up somehow so i'm only going to be here for a little while (laughs) says some uh fuck my favorite line in the whole thing yeah oh so just for a little while let old trixie sit up front with her big tits (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing to say to a child as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Excuse me, can I have this? My tits are big. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's still not working for Addie, but she eventually gets back in the car. And they go to a hotel and the the concierge at the hotel keeps flirting with Trixie. 
So the I don't even remember who what the guy's name is. We're gonna call him John because that's what we keep calling men in this podcast. Steve's are all the men outside the podcast. Je- John's are all the men inside the movie. Yeah. So John doesn't seem to register that they're flirting, but it gives Addie an idea. So she tells Imogene, um, I'm going to give you $30 if you help me get rid of Trixie. <laughs> yeah, they set up a plan. They're going to convince Trixie that the concierge is willing to pay for sex and just convince the concierge that Trixie's just willing to have sex and like trick them into doing the deed in like broad daylight in the room. And so she runs downstairs and gets John and then he gets pissed and then they leave. And Imogene's free, and Trixie is stranded at a hotel, and uh, it's good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty smart. <laughs> Pretty resourceful. Does Imogene stick with them, or does she go home? She goes home. Oh, I mean, like, that's good, too, but I was sort of hoping for more fun adventure. Yeah, I would love it if it just became, like, these two kids ruining the scripter's life. But Do Addie and Imogene stay in contact? Do they get each other's address for writing? Probably, yeah. They become pen pals, and eventually they start a band together. And they invent Riot Girl. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so like 30 early. years early. Yeah. 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 Nice. Well, I have just another fact if you want me to Please, interject. please do. Um, so they couldn't get any licensing for any music in this uh, movie. So everything you hear um, played in there is actually a song or music written specifically for the movie. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a really true fact? No. <laughs> I understand the joke part of it. It's just that it's a lie. Oh, yeah. Well, I just, I don't know what music's in there, but I assume it's some music from the 30s that might be well known. Oh, right. Yeah. Their soundtrack is very well known. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. <laughs> Actually, all the songs were written for the movie by um, Kenny Loggins. Yeah. <laughs> so they're driving away from this hotel. He's heartbroken. And this fucking grifter looks this child in the eye, this child that he's abducted, and he says, when you grow up, promise me you won't be the type of person to deceive men. Also, he may or may not be her father. Oh. This whole thing, like, she keeps asking, how did you know my mother? And eventually it comes to light that he met her in a bar. And so... I met her in a bar exactly nine years ago. Yeah. So they're back on their way to wherever, whatever city in Missouri they're going to. They stop at a motel, and she is staking the place out, and she notices that some shady dealings are happening and alerts him to this, and they figure out that someone's bootlegging. He tells her, he tells this child to follow this bootlegger out into the woods to find out what he's doing. Making booze. So, Selling booze. Yeah, so she... Shooting. Potentially shooting is the problem. So she follows him out to the woods sees the shack that he's getting his booze out from and then reports back to him and then um, stands watch while he goes into that shack, steals a bunch of booze. Then he goes and makes a deal with this bootlegger, convinces him to buy like his own 10 booze. crates of his own liquor. But after like as they're driving away from the transaction, you see in the shadows, a cop has been watching. Oh. Yeah. So the cops are following them now. Out of, the cop just walks out yeah, of the shadows. He like, just, it's like that Homer gif in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now the cops are following them. They eventually cut them off and stop them. Uh, he tries to talk like talk their way out of it, but he doesn't realize that the cops saw the whole transaction go down. So they take them to the cop shop. She's hid the money in her cap. Uh-huh. Uh, so they can't find it, and they're getting real pissed. And... So she asks if she can get her stuff off the desk. 
he lets her and as she's doing it she sees a key so she tucks like hides it in her hat as she's picking it up Mm -hmm. i love that everything just goes in her hat yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and then she's like i have john i have to go to the bathroom i'm scared can you come with me so he asks if he's allowed to take her and then they get halfway down the hallway and she just yells run and he's like what are you fucking seriously (laughs) and then they run and he like throws a chair down the stairs and trips the cop up. It's very fun. Some fun <laughs> shenanigans happening. He just throws a chair down the stairs. Well, if we're disobeying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're driving away. The cops are chasing them and shooting them. He says, like, they're shooting at us. Essentially, like, what have you gotten us into? And she goes, but they're missing. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they're getting away from these cops. And eventually they come to a farm and try and convince them to trade cars with us so that they can escape easier uh, you guys all these bullet holes yeah. those are speed holes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they're like oh, can we take this truck and we'll give you this car it's in much better condition and they're like no you can't haul anything in this why would we want it and he's like well i'll wrestle you for it <laughs> so now yeah they wrestle and john kicks them in the face and wins that's kind of t- <laughs> Tell a personal story real quick. Yeah. Um, so my dad's a big drinker. Okay. Part, like, he went to parties and stuff. He's not a violent person by any means. But like if you start a scuffle with him, he might fight you sort of thing. Mm. Um, but he's generally like keeps to himself. It's not a big deal. But there was one guy in town who was a huge asshole and would always try to pick fights with my dad. And one time they were fighting and my dad got knocked down and this guy kicked him in the face with his cowboy boot on. No. Yeah. My dad, fine. Yeah. But still like, don't kick people in the face. Yeah. Like. What a dick. Yeah. Did he get his ass kicked by someone else later? Um, well, this guy's a a real knob, so I assume he got his ass kicked several times by several different people. Good. What a dick. That's a yeah. dick move. I mean, this guy yeah. kind of had a... He was much bigger than John and also was in, in the way of the story progressing. So when he kicked him in the face, I was like, yes! But <laughs> in general, please don't kick people in the face. Yeah. Also, my dad, he's not hurting you. Yeah. He Leave can, Melissa's dad alone. Yeah. He can be an asshole, but you can literally just walk off. He's not going to follow <laughs> you. <laughs> Tell him he's being an asshole and he'll just get all sad. Aw. <laughs> sad and self-reflective. <laughs> It's often how I deal with men 40 and above. Tell them they're an asshole? Yeah. Most of the time, that's all you need to do. And then <laughs> then you're the alpha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that used to be my tactic in um, in retail. If there was an older man. <laughs> if there was an older man who was like a jerk, just be meaner to him than he is to you. And then he just backs right off. <laughs> that's just a little tip. For anyone just starting out in customer service. <laughs> that I, sh- I wish I'd used that. My my go-to move was to be like, have a nice day in a really sarcastic voice as they were leaving. And just because I was working in like South Surrey at the time, it usually meant they would come back like a week later to get a different John Grisham book. And then they would feel very ashamed of their behavior as soon as they made eye contact <laughs> with me. Uh, yeah, so he kicks that guy in the face, therefore gets the truck. So they're driving away in this truck now. It He has to push it to get it to start. And then it turns out the brakes don't work. So for a while, this kid is just driving a truck by herself. 
as he's chasing after it, oh. trying to get back in. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, she seems to know a lot of stuff. She can probably drive. Yeah, I'm confident in her driving abilities. So, yeah, this truck was the last obstacle on their way. I did write up down the town they're going to. They're going to St. Joseph's, and they finally get there. And instead of immediately returning to her family, they do more crimes. So they they make this plan. They're going to meet with this very rich guy and grift him out of a whole bunch of money. Good. I don't know if it's this scene, but I forgot to mention it earlier, and it's really delightful, so I'm going to say it now. She goes into a store, and she's buying something else. Oh, she she buys a bottle of perfume. Ahead of time, he's purchased something. And given her a twenty, the cashier a twenty dollar bill, so she goes in and she wants to buy a bottle of perfume, and she gives the woman a five, and then she gives her like four dollars change, and she's like, "Oh no, I gave you a twenty. and that woman's like, "No, you gave me a five. There's no twenties in my five slot, and she's like, "No, I did," and she starts crying, and the manager comes over, and he's like, "What's happening here?" And she's like, "I gave her a twenty, and she won't give it back." I know it was my 20. My aunt gave it to me for my birthday, and she wrote Happy Birthday Addie on it. And then she looks in the 20 drawer, and there's Happy Birthday Addie written on the bill. (laughs) (laughs) So they give her the perfume and the whole $20 bill, and she leaves. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, so they're planning this big scam. So she's waiting to meet him, and he's on his way out of their hotel or whatever, and the cops are outside. They found him. How? Uh, he says something to the effect, like the sheriff says something to the effect of like, um, made a pretty bad trade. Like he ratted you out immediately. They weren't they weren't too happy with the car that you left them. And also, he kicked someone in the face. Yeah, but not also, a good way to make allies. They should have just ditched the truck. I know. <laughs> so the cops are outside. He's like, "You can't arrest me here. We're in Missouri." You don't have jurisdiction, basically. And he's like, no, we can't arrest you. And then they chase him all over. And he runs past a doorway and instead into a dead end that, like, you can see as he's running past the doorway is going to be a dead end. And he just sort of touches the wall. And then he parkours up the top. Yeah. So, yeah, the cops find him and they beat him up. And they leave him in, like, a stoop. So Addy shows up to meet him and can just hear him whispering, Addy. From the stoop. Mm. So, yeah, his, he, they took all of his stuff and all of his money, and he just has this shitty little truck that he uses to take her home to her family. And, like, he won't, like, walk her to the door or whatever, so she leaves a little envelope in the truck as she's getting out, and he opens it before he drives away. And it's the photo of her on the moon, and it just says, like, to John from Addie or whatever. Mm. It was very cute. And then, inexplicably... She runs away from her family, finds him. I th- in what I assume is like hours later, she just runs up the street and finds him, and he gets out of the truck. He's like, "You're not coming with me. I already told you this." And she's like, "You still owe me twenty dollars." And he like gets really mad and throws his hat on the ground. He's like, "Fine." <laughs> <laughs> so they're off to grift again. That's the end of the movie. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I have this other fact. So the shack. With the Moonshiner's Shack, he actually calls the Tipsy Tulip. Like, that's the name of the shack. It had a name. It's called the Tipsy Tulip? That's very cute. Yeah, because when he's not moonshining, like when the weather's nice, he just grows a whole bunch of tulips around there. Beautiful. That's nice. Thank thank you for that fact. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good movie. Yeah, it sounded good. Yeah. So they didn't actually grift the really rich people, right? That's 
When he got beat up by the cops? No, that guy just looked at his pocket watch and then walked away very angrily, as if to indicate he was too late for their meeting. Oh, okay. He lost his business. Yeah. We probably wouldn't give any money to a man who had just been beaten up anyway. Yeah. Well, I hope Imogene got home okay. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed there was no follow-through on that storyline, because, like, you've introduced something awful. Yeah. Something very terrible. I'm very invested in this character Mm. getting home safe. And you've given me no updates. Yeah. I mean, I think we're supposed to assume she got home perfectly well and lived a very nice life. Yeah. But, yeah, you don't explicitly say that. (laughs) That's what the exposition at the end was going to be. It's going to be about Imogene's life. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Imogene, I forgot to mention, is, like, such a wonderful 15-year-old, sarcastic, like, just kind of a dick. And her and Addie (laughs) together are so fun. (laughs) Okay, well... We got plenty of time to hear this neighbor story now. Okay, so my grave. I th- I want to preface. I want you to understand the full, the way that this affected me when it happened. So Friday was a weird day for me. Um, Thursday, last minute, Mindy had invited me to a concert, mm-hmm. which is my wine, by the way. I got to go to two concerts two days in a row, nice. and it was very fun. Um, but yeah, I got like three or four hours of sleep, so I was a little out of it. The day just wasn't going well. Everyone was being weird. Paul also only had three or four hours of sleep, so he was being weird. Eh. Everything was just a bit eh. Yeah. And so, like, noon, we were both like, okay, why don't we just take a nap, and then maybe things will be better. And we settle into bed, and it's like as soon as we got comfortable. Sorry, that was the noise they were making with their mouth, or you could just hear that noise? That was the noise that we heard, that we assumed was maybe like a weed whacker. But no, what was happening when we looked outside was my neighbor was vacuuming her cement walkway. What? For like two hours, my neighbor was vacuuming her cement walkway and like the sidewalk in front of her house. First of all, you're wrecking your vacuum cleaner. Yeah. It was a big shot back, at least. But oh, I feel like if you swept it, that would be like maybe a half hour job. Yeah. I don't know what why it was taking so long or how, why it needed to be vacuumed so thoroughly. It, like, But she was vacuuming. She was vacuuming it. Melissa? I am also astounded. <laughs> I can see... Nobody else could see your face but me, but your face was <laughs> <laughs> just the weirdest fucking thing. I thought maybe, like, my brain broke and I was dreaming. Yeah. But no, it, that really happened to me this week. Yeah, your neighbor is, um, yeah, yeah, a freak. Yeah, no, she's, a, she's a freak. Yes. <laughs> That's just so ridiculous. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's not much you can do, like, middle of the day. It's like, we're trying to nap and, like, what can you... Oh, yeah. Like, I wasn't even mad about the noise. I was just, it was just the weirdest (laughs) fucking thing. Yeah. It's like, you're allowed to do this, but why are you (laughs) doing this? It's like, it's not harming anyone, but it's it's really making me think. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. It's just existentially distressing (laughs) to me. There's something wrong with it, but I'll never be able to say what. Yeah, I can't put my (laughs) finger on it, but it's not right. It's not with God. (laughs) It's one of those things. Where you see it and like it's just like disquieting, like it, yeah, yeah, it upturns your whole like day or whatever or week or life. Just having to think about that the yeah. whole time, just like why did this happen? <laughs> did this happen? God, 
It was like that one guy, one time an old guy on the bus motioned his umbrella. It was closed, but he sort of motioned it towards me as if he was knighting me. Mm-hmm. And then he said, next time and got off. <laughs> next time I'll fight you? I don't know. I think that was like the first year I lived in Vancouver, too. And I was just like, this is what it, the city is like. My oddest experience um, when I first moved to Vancouver, I think, was I was walking on Commercial Drive with Jesse, and we passed by this guy who goes, do you want to buy a rat? And we're both like, oh, like, no, thank you. Like, we both had rats as pets at one point, but mm-hmm. like, we're not going to buy a rat from a guy off the street. Yeah. Um, and Understandable. Then we, yeah, he's got one in his hand, sort of like showing it to us. But then I look and I do a double take and he has a pigeon on his head that's like its leg is tied with a string and he's holding the string. <laughs> like a balloon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice. Well, Let that is- pigeon go. Like I don't understand. Like I, I don't understand because I feel like what I'm remembering, like that pigeon could get out of there if it wanted to. Yeah, maybe not in reality though. Um, but yeah, it was just so odd, and we just kept walking, and I was like, "What? What just happened here?" <laughs> <laughs> that guy was it a rat? Like a rat? No, it was it was like a white and black one, so like a pet okay. looking rat. Because if he had, like, a, a street rat and a pigeon on his head, it's, like, probably good that you didn't touch anything <laughs> from him. Yeah, like, I wasn't going to stop and touch any of his wares, no matter what it was. Like, we were on our way to do something, and I get... I don't really like talking to random people on the street. Yeah. This is something you might not know about me. <laughs> but definitely, I was like, should can we just, like, go back and just <laughs> double check what just happened? Hang on and, a minute. Yeah, Jesse was like, no, no, that's what happened. <laughs> just kept going oh my god oh i'll do my grape oh yes please um i was playing the sims and i had one family and i was like i'm gonna make this other family and they're gonna like i'm gonna make the kids marry each other when they wake up wake up when they grow up yeah. <laughs> um so i had the one family pretty far along and then i went to start the other family and i was like oh i'll turn off aging so i don't mess that up forgot to turn off aging for like played sims <laughs> No, so they aged up when they weren't supposed to. How do you turn off aging played Sims? In options, but there's one where it's like for everyone except for played Sims. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm doing because I'm playing this one household. But because the other household, I could still technically go in and play. They count as played <sighs> Sims. No. Oh, that sucks. I'll survive, but still. <laughs> I I thought maybe I had killed cheese in my, my oh, friend house in The yeah. Sims. And I was devastated. I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, all I had to do was click on the like column. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was super cuddly today. Mm. And like all my thing, lie down on my knitting while I was trying to do that. So I was like, okay. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of scritches. We played around a bit. I brought out my yoga mat so I could do my stretchies. Mm. And she's, you know, just in the center of it. And I like, I can't put it away right away because she's got to roll around on it. And I came out of, like, the bathroom or something, and she's, like, hunkered down, but, like, in a, like, I'm about to pounce way, her oh. eyes are huge, and I'm like, is she going to attack me? What's she looking at? And she just jumps on something on the back. <laughs> then I, uh, we were playing with the wand, and I kept getting her to jump, but she fell a couple of times, and oh. I felt really bad, but she seemed fine. <laughs> just a little embarrassed. Did she yeah. lick herself? Uh, no, but she stayed still for a little while. Uh. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, nothing happened. 
And, and then you told everyone on the podcast. Yeah. Wow. It's okay. She doesn't listen. Okay. She told me she doesn't listen. Then maybe she deserves it. Yeah. Well, what's your wine? Maybe my wine was that cheese thing. Well, I got the new pants and the new haircut oh, yeah. and cheese was good today. I got the new yarn. I'm excited to use. And I'm pretty close to finishing my shawl, even though I'm pretty sure I messed up the pattern a lot. I'm like, yeah, it looks fine. Mm. <laughs> It's a good week then. Yeah, it's been. I was gonna say it's been a pretty good week actually. Good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did you already do a wine? Uh, I got two. Oh, the two, two concerts. concerts in a row. Yeah. Yeah. What concerts were they? Um, the Music Waste was on Friday. Right. So local bands. Um, Pale Red played. Twas good. Um, and then the one that Mindy, her sister, was supposed to go with her and couldn't last minute, so I went to Amanda Palmer okay. with her. Which was I actually I actually quite like a lot of Amanda Palmer's music and I think this new album is I was saying this to Wes earlier. Um <laughs> I think the art that Amanda Palmer makes and a lot of the the things that she's trying to communicate with or communicate, I agree with and I think they're well executed. It's just that deep down I think she's a shit person. I think she's a bad person mm-hmm. and a bit of a narcissist. And that came through a lot in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. But also, it was a good show. I mean, she she talked a lot about her abortions and stuff. Like, it was a kind of talk and play and talk and play kind of thing. Yeah, like, I really liked her music in college, so my early 20s. And then uh, that Gianga Meshi thing happened, and she made a really weird comment about that. Now I can only think of that when... What did she say about that? Uh, it was essentially like she was supposed to be interviewed by him or she was doing a thing and he was going to come be interviewed and everyone went like, hey, you know, he's got all these like abuse allegations against him now. And she sort of did a like, well, we should wait and see what happens or like, isn't his voice still valid type thing? It was really weird. And I mean, Ew. honestly, she very much could have changed opinions by now. And I hope she has. Yeah. Um, And I mean, like, that's a really weird place to be where you're like I had this whole thing planned out and now this one guy abuses women yeah uh you know so I'm not I don't know I question her politics a bit (laughs) yeah no yeah like I that's the thing is I feel like she she checks all the boxes but when it comes to her own shit yeah the, the rules are different yeah it's like she she says all the right things but she doesn't really act out the part yeah um, but yeah, like I'm, I still like her music's pretty fun. Yeah. I haven't listened to it much, so I'm not, I'm not judging you. No. I'm judging Mindy. No. No. <laughs> you just said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it was, it was a good show and I'm glad I went, but the reason I didn't have tickets already is because I was like, oh, Amanda Palmer's coming. Yeah. That's something I would have gone to 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, like, you had, it seems like it was an enjoyable show. And yeah, we had yeah. fun together. I really liked the one, well, I can't remember the song. I think it was called Oasis. It was about having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. played that. It, the, the whole show was abortion related. She had um, Health Action Canada or whatever. Nice. Had a table up front and stuff. Good. Yeah. Do we have any final, any final thoughts, Barbara, on the moot? On the moon? On, on the, the moon? movie? Or... The moon, which is objectively real, is good. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.